Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, August the 5th, 2020, and welcome to episode 214 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you, of course, getting ready to bring you, of course, some of the best uh, stories, of course, coming out of the world, of course, of pop culture and of course um movies music um tv of course we will definitely be bringing that here to you also ladies and gentlemen would to get you prepped on a course on our course remaining lineup of course here in the radio network here tonight we'll be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits that have come up through the past uh 24 hours or so of course as we said of course courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com here tonight if you care to chime in on anything and everything we, we plan to discuss here, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we wish that you that you wish to, of course, to bring up here, of course, about one of our topics tonight. And we would love to hear what you would have to say here indeed. First off, ladies and gentlemen, before we get underway here with, of course, uh, tonight's, uh, tonight's, of course, pop culture news and views, courtesy of 411 Mania, let's go to the Amazon Echo Dot to give us, of course, our seven-day weather forecast for right here in WWS HQ country. Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Trinity, North Carolina. In Trinity for the next seven days. Expect stormy weather on Thursday and Friday, with clouds Saturday through Monday. On Tuesday and Wednesday, it should be sunny. Daytime highs will range between 85 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit. A little simpler approach, every thank you very much there. Of course, Amazon Echo Dot there, ladies and gentlemen, always coming in handy whenever you need to find out some of your basic information. Be sure to catch one of those here today. You'll be glad you did. Let's go ahead and see what we got here in terms of our of our pop culture news and views here, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. And we, of course, want to thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network, of course, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows here, of course, including Revolution, Wolfpack, of course, also Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Outside the Ropes, uh, Power Hour, and WWS This Morning, among others. We have, of course, several stories to bring you here. Let's go ahead and get right here to it. <clears throat> uh, let's see. This came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as John Landau reveals a first look at the new vehicle from this uh, Avatar 2. Let's see what we have right here. Avatar 2 is still chugging along, and producer John Landau has given the first look at a new vehicle from the film, Landau posted to his Instagram account showing off an underwater vehicle known as a craft suit 
that will be seen in the sequels. Landau wrote the following. The Crab Suit, a human-driven, multifunction submersible, one of the many new RDA vehicles that will be seen in the Avatar sequels, and he pretty much says, I want one. <laughs> the film franchise recently saw a delay, of course, due to the pandemic being pushed out a year. Avatar 2 will now open on December 16, 2022, followed by Avatar 3 in 2024, Avatar 4 in, in 2026, and Avatar 5 in 2028. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very hot look at vehicles. So, like I said, if you are, if you're, if you follow John Landau, of course, on Instagram, you'll be able to see these pictures. Uh, very unique there, indeed. We hope to hear more, of course. Uh, coming from that here very very soon let's see let's see of course what some of the other stories here that we have here listed here for you uh this story came out yesterday from jeremy thomas uh of course for those of you who are fans of course of the 80s uh tv sitcom who's the boss uh, apparently there is a revival series in the works and it does seem that two of the original co-stars will be, two of the stars will pretty much be returning in the form of Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano. Get ready to ratchet your nostalgia up a bit more as Who's the Boss is coming back for a revival featuring at least for the time being as two of the, of the stars. Deadline reports that the series is getting a sequel series with Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano on board to reprise their roles as Tony and Samantha Maselli. The series was an icon of 1980s television and starred Danza as Tony, a former baseball pitcher who becomes housekeeper for a divorced businesswoman, Angela Bauer, played by Judith Light, and her son, Jonathan, played by Danny Pintaro. It ran from 1984 to 1992 and was a huge ratings hit, launching Danza and Milano to worldwide stardom. It spawned a spinoff, Living Dolls, which starred Leah Ramini and Halle Berry, but was canceled after, of course, one season. The sequel series will take place 30 years after the events of the original series, and per the site, will follow Tony in, in his relationship with Samantha, now a single mother living in a house of the, the original series was set in. Light and Pintaro are supportive of the series, as of their characters can be worked into the series, can be worked into the series. Of course, the other series regular, Catherine Hellman, who played Mona, Sadly, passed away last year. But uh, of course, we hope to, of course, see what happens with. Uh, but we hope to see, of course, what happens. What happens here with this? We love to. We, we hope re uh, great things will take place. Our next story, of course, came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas, as Stephen King has given the the script for the remake of the movie Firestarter his approval. Let's go ahead and bring. It this story right here. Uh, Stephen King has given the thumbs up to the script for the planned Firestarter remake. Keith Thomas is directing the planned re-adaptation of King's 1980 novel and spoke with <clears throat> Zavi about the film while promoting his new horror film, The Vigil. He said that Firestarter is one of his favorite King books and notes that King himself has read the script by Scott Teams. It is a new adaptation on the book, Thomas said. When Jason Bloom pitched it to me, it was exciting, as that's one of my favorite Stephen King novels. And whilst I really liked the 1980s film, I felt we could do something new. The screenplay is by Scott Teams, who wrote the upcoming Halloween Kills. It's an amazing script. It has amazing, it has everything you, you would want. People's heads catching fire and their faces melting off. And a dad and daughter on the run trying to survive being chased in this heightened, tense experience. We are hoping to film this year. It will be a lot of fun. Thomas added that King watched The Vigil, approved me as a director, and he read the script from the early stages, and he's very happy with it. He's excited for it. He's there the whole way. The film was being developed by Universal and Bloomhouse. Of course, as you know, <clears throat> sorry about that. For those who saw the original film, it was released in 1984, and it actually starred Drew Barrymore and David Keith focusing on Barrymore's young girl who developed pyrokinesis and the secret government agency known as the shop, which seeks to control her. So, like I said, we'll have to see how this all turns out. 
and who knows they may uh, they may get some public feedback from some folks associated with the uh, film from 1984 who knows but we'll have to wait and see uh, this story here of course this was, this was in reference to a story we brought uh, brought out of course last week uh, Jeremy Thomas brings out this brought out the story yesterday as Brett Ratner says that he was not the one responsible for cutting the character of Juggernaut down in the movie X-Men The Last Stand. Brett Ratner heard Vinnie Jones claim that he was responsible for Juggernaut being cut down to nothing in the movie X-Men The Last Stand and briefly posted a defense online. As previously reported, Jones did an interview and talked about his dissatisfaction with how his role was handled in the Ratner-directed film, saying, Brett Ratner basically dissolved the character. I was in my effing trailer half the time. It's one of the most disappointing jobs I, I've been on as far as, you know, what am I doing here? It wasn't the same juggernaut as I signed on for. They took his storyline away. They take his character away. His dialogue, hit, I had two big memes of Brett about it. He said, yeah, yeah, it's coming. They're writing stuff for you to speak and never effing happened. Ratner posted a now-deleted post on Instagram per just per screen rant, which deflected the blame onto the writers. Ratner wrote the following. For those interested in regard to the at the Vinnie Jones reported comments that I dissolved and mugged off the role of Juggernaut in X-Men The Last Stand is inaccurate. All I can say is too many evil mutants, too little time. Let's be honest. Mystique is easier on the eyes. In all seriousness, I shot... I shot the script I was given, and I was not able to expand the role of Juggernaut as per Vinny's request due to the extremely limited time I had to deliver the film. I have the utmost respect and admiration for Vinny Jones and his talent and thought he created a memorable character. Hopefully one day we will see a standalone, standalone Juggernaut film starring hashtag Vinny Jones. We can watch it mask-free on at Disney Plus in a pub near you since there might not be any more movie theaters in the future. Hashtag I'm the Juggernaut, E-I-T-C-H. Hashtag X-Men. Hashtag X-Men The Last Stand. Hashtag X-Men Movies at Marvel. The reason for Ratner's deletion is unclear. Jones has yet to comment on Ratner's defense. So, <clears throat> so of course, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what all, if anything, course if Vinnie Jones does actually say anything in response to this but apparently like as, as I said apparently the director of uh, X-Men The Last Stand is pointing the finger at apparently the writers of that particular movie hmm. uh, this story was brought to our attention here just uh, yesterday courtesy of the King Club's Mitt Patel uh, and but of course, I'll, we have 411 Mania's version right here, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas. That, of course, like I said, was posted yesterday. Disney is to release the, the live action Mulan on Disney Plus with price point next month. Mulan will arrive next month come hell or high water, and those who don't feel safe going to theaters can see it at home for a price. Deadline reports that Disney's earnings con, call on Tuesday it was revealed that the live action adaptation of the animated classic will arrive on September 4th in theaters and on Disney via a premier premium video-on-demand add-on price. The film will hit theaters that are open where there are no announced, where there are no announced launch plans for Disney+, Plus, such as China. CEO Bob Shapek added that it was important to find new distribution methods during the pandemic and said that in the U.S., Canada, New Zealand, and a number of countries will be offering it on Disney+. Plus. The epic Mulan on a premiere access beginning September 4th, with the price point being $29.99 in the U.S. Chapek noted that this is a one-off saying to analysts, we're pleased to bring Mulan to a consumer base that's been waiting for as, as, we have, we, as we've had to move our release date several times. We're looking at Mulan as a one-off as opposed to trying to say there's a new business windowing model. Chapek Added regarding the price point, as you know, it's fairly expensive to produce for consumers the quality we're known for. Rather than simply rolling the movie into a free offering, we thought we can test anything when you have your own platform. We're trying to establish a new premiere access window to capture that investment we got in the film. We'll have a chance to learn from this, 
but my research under a premier access offering not only does it does it get us revenue from our original transaction transaction a premium video on demand but it's a fairly large stimulus to sign up for disney plus Mulan was originally set to open march 27th before it was forced to move of course due to the pan due to the pandemic it was then moved to july 24th and then august 21st before being taken off the calendar temporarily Disney Plus has 60.5 million subscribers worldwide. The film stars Lou Yafai, forgive me if I mispronounce his names, Donnie Yen, Jason Scott Lee, Yosun An, Gong Li, and Jet Li, and is described as follows. Mulan is the epic adventure of a fearless young woman who masquerades as a man in order to fight northern invaders attacking China. The eldest daughter of an honored warrior, Hua Mulan is spirited, determined, and quick on her feet. When the emperor issues a decree that one man per family must serve in the imperial army, she steps in to take the place of her ailing father as Hu Jun, becoming one of China's greatest warriors ever. And there's a video, of course, talking about the final trailer for the movie Mulan, for this movie, if you want to, of course, go in. If you want to, of course, pull up this page and look at it. Although it would be interesting to see, uh, it would be interesting to, of course, uh, to see that, indeed. Uh, let's see, the next story here coming to us from Jeremy Thomas as well. I think we might have probably talked about this before, but we'll go ahead and mention this here one more time. Uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, just cur courtesy of, of Jeremy Thomas, uh, Patty Jenkins says that, that the third Wonder Woman movie will probably, probably be her last in the series. Patty Jenkins has at least one more Wonder Woman in her after the upcoming Wonder Woman 1984, but probably not any beyond that. Jenkins spoke with German magazine Geek for DC Movie News and talked about return for Wonder Woman 1984. While discussing her reason to return, Jenkins suggested that the third film will be her last featuring the character. She says this, Wonder Woman 1984 gave me a chance to do a lot of things that I couldn't accommodate in the first movie. I was so happy to tell the Wonder Woman origin story. It was almost her birth, but we really haven't seen what she's what she is capable of. It is exciting for me to show her at the peak of her strength, but it is also very important that she fights an internal struggle. She is a goddess and tries to help humanity. She is not only someone who fights evil, she tries to show bad people how to improve. It's an interesting dilemma. She went on to add, the next one is probably my last Wonder Woman movie. So I have to put everything I want to show there. We have to think carefully. Wonder Woman 1984 is currently set to release on October the 2nd, assuming that the pandemic allows it to do so. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be definitely be watching out for that. And hopefully, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll definitely let you know if, of course, there are any, uh, any changes in that. Uh, before we get to, of course, your some wrestling news tidbits here, let us let let us uh, like I said here. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, let's see if we can get you, of course, some. Uh, uh, story. Let's get you some, of course, history here for today, of course. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, for let's see here. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, of course, film and TV, of course, for on this date here on August the fifth, in nineteen twenty-one, KDK Pittsburgh presents its first radio broadcast of Major League Baseball. As the Pirates beat the Phillies eight to nothing, Harold Arlen first play-by-play -play broadcaster. That would be something JD would definitely be uh, happy to hear. On state 1953, the movie *From Here to Eternity*, based on the book by James Jones, was directed by Fred Zinnemann and starring Burt Lancaster, Montgomery Clift, and Frank Sinatra, is released. Of course, it won the Academy Awards for Best Picture in 1954. Uh, Two things happened on this day in 1956. KUAM-TV Channel 8 in Agana, I believe that's Guam, which is, which of course begins broadcasting CBS, ABC, and NBC. 
Also, WCYB TV Channel 5 in Bristol, Kingsport, Kingsport, Virginia, which is an NBC affiliate, begin, uh, begins broadcasting as well. <coughs> Excuse me. On this day, 1957, American Bandstand premieres on network television. Of course, it premieres on ABC. On this date in 1968, WMCV, now WZTV, TV Channel 17 in Nashville, Tennessee, which is an independent, uh, an independent, of course, uh, station, uh, had its first broadcast. In 1969, the UVF plant, their first bomb in the Republic of Ireland, damaging the RTE Television Center in Dublin. And on this day in 1971, WNPE, TV Channel 16 in Watertown, New York, which is a PBS, was a public television station. Uh, begins broadcasting. And let's see here. Uh, let's, let's see. Also, let's check some in. Let's check some, of course, in uh, music on this date here. On this date in 1964, Beatles record the, the song Leave My Kitten Alone. 1966, the Beatles released their Revolver album in the UK. Also in 1966, the Be on this day, the Beatles released single Yellow Submarine uh, with the song Eleanor Rigby on it, of course, also in the UK. On this day in 1972, the Moody Blues released the song Nights in White Satin. On this day in 1974, Joan Jett forms her rock group, The Runaways. Day 1975, Stevie Wonder signs $13 million contract with Motown. 1979, but never jam today closes at Longacre Theater in New York City after seven performances. And of course, 1985, establishment of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is officially announced. Okay, here let's let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, let's check. Let's go. Let's check. Of course, uh, let's see. I know that, but we're going to see here. Okay. Um, our apologies here, folks. Um, we're while we wait to pull that up, let me go ahead and uh, read some weddings here in, of course, in terms of film and TV. 1956, actress, singer Shirley Jones, 22 years old, weds film and stage actor Jack Cassidy, who was 29. 1964, film director Mel Brooks, who was 38, weds actress Anne Bancroft, who was 32, at the Manhattan Marriage Bureau. In 1971, five-time Grammy Award singer Donna Summer, her real name is Gaines, who was 22, weds actor Helma Sommer. 1972, the Adams Family actor John Aston, who was 42, weds actress Patty Duke, who was 25. In 1977, actress Julie Newmar, who was 43, weds lawyer J. Holt Smith. Uh, one birthday, of course, to report uh, um, Brady Bunch's own Marine McCormick today turns 64. And of course, we did have a couple of folks who passed away. Of course, in in the world of film and television, Marilyn Monroe on this date in 1962, and Alec, and of course, Sir Alec Guinness. Of course, the original Obi Wan Kenobi from the Star Wars movies. Of course, was uh, passed passed away here in 2000. Okay, I think we might be getting some. We might have some more birthdays, and so my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, for us. For it taking a little bit of time. Okay, we okay. We're probably there's a problem with the page, ladies and gentlemen. So I apologize about that, but we did get you some of those in today. So I'm sure John will have some more, of course, posted as he will post them, of course, on Revolution here, of course, coming up here a little bit later in the evening. And speaking of Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to that, let's go ahead and give you, of course, it is now 6.50 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. This is episode 214 of WWS Outside the Ropes. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw on the line here with you here tonight. 
rest of the panel take it uh, panel way too tough to handle taking it easy here tonight uh, of course ladies and gentlemen we, we still want to continue of course to wish well uh, of course the Iceman Jerry DiGiralmo who of course since um, since of, uh, last week of course has been suffering from uh, a situation involving kidney stones uh, he um, he is going in I do believe we, we talked to him of course early yesterday and he told us that it was some sort of procedure that he's going to be going into tomorrow. So he's hoping, of course, to be back. Of course, he's taking the rest of the week away from the radio network, ladies and gentlemen, to, of course, for, to recover from all, from from everything that's going on here. Although he'll be back home in time for WWS Raw Radio next Monday. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, of course, as you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, was diagnosed with the with the infamous uh, pandemic. So, uh, with the virus, of course, that's involved in this pandemic. There you go. Uh, so, we have not heard any updates about him, uh, uh, but we hope, of course, he is doing well. And we do, of course, continue to say our thought, give our thoughts and prayers to, of course, uh, JD and Fonzie. Of course, here this evening, but we'll go ahead and let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up here, WWS Wrestling Debate coming up at eight o'clock. Um, I do know we do know for a fact that, like we said before, Wrestling Debate will be, of course, uh, continuing on the air uh, at eight o'clock. Of course, tomorrow uh, tonight, one three nine nine two five pound. I can tell you that the that the King of Clubs, Mint Patel, and the Loose Cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas, will be coming in. To, of course, like I said, fill in up here, like I said, to take it here tonight. To, of course, talk about everything going on here in the world of wrestling. Of course, with what happened with Raw this past Monday. Obviously, with AEW and NXT uh, going on tonight. Of course, what might happen with SmackDown on Friday. And any other wrestling stories that, of course, that have been coming out. They'll definitely, of course, be bringing that to you. Hopefully, we'll have, they'll, have some, they'll have some more guests on here as well. But, of course, be sure to join Mitt and Shaq, of course. As they of course have their have their big time opportunity, uh, of course here on wrestling debate here coming up at eight o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, one three nine nine two five pound. Of course, right here in the WWS radio network, right here on talkshoe.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we also hope you get an opportunity to check out uh, yesterday's well, yesterday evening's edition of WWS Wrestling Revisited. As of course, the key equipment Patel did fill in for the Iceman Jared Geronimo, of course. Uh, Last night, and I heard that, of course, his show went pretty well. So definitely, of course, check out his uh, check out his his um, his uh, of course uh, episode last night of Wrestling Revisited, and you can talk about and listen to what he had to say here. Of course, we'd love to get some thoughts and opinions about that. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we have here. Of course, to get you, of course, updated here with a lot of uh, uh, um. Uh, of course, there was some wrestling news tidbits that you'll probably hear on Wrestling Debate here coming up here in about one hour, as well as, of course, um, also Revolution coming up here, of course, at 9 o'clock, of course, coming right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com as well. Okay, um, our first story here came out today here from Jeremy Thomas. Apparently, Liv Morgan says that Ruby Riot hasn't gained her trust yet. But does trade some shots with the with the iconics. Let's go ahead and read this right here. Liv Morgan was busy on Twitter on Wednesday. She made a point to Ruby Riot and feuded with the iconics. Morgan posted to Twitter in response to a clip of Riot on the bump, where she said that she's glad to have Morgan's trust back after they teamed up on Raw to battle Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Morgan knows that the trust is not there yet. She went on to trade barbs with Peyton Royce who said that she and Kay are better than Morgan and Riot, as, of course, you can see right here, of course, below. This is on Liv Morgan's Twitter account, of course, at 3.02 p.m. this afternoon. She said she is working on Game My Trust again. No offense, no offense, Ruth, was talking to Ruby Riot. Of course, it has, of course, a video of Ruby Riot, of course, coming on there, uh, saying uh, saying that the, that the trust has been there. Uh, at 3.05 p.m. of course apparently Peyton Royce posted to um, Peyton uh, to Peyton Royce of course posted on Twitter to both Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot 
saying better than at you only live once and at Ruby White Riot WWE. Liv Morgan pretty much responded to that this afternoon by saying at what? Uh, Peyton Royce said literally everything LOL and then Liv Morgan said delusional. This was at 3.09 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, of course, uh, and of course, apparently, I think she was probably talking to uh, um, that she was saying that something about at WWE unfollow me for a week for retweeting this. This was at 3.13 p.m. this afternoon there as well. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, there is still something there. But apparently it seems that it might be starting to build up here, of course, with both uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, of course, possibly reforming the spirit. I mean, the Riot Squad, of course. Of course, it'll be interesting to see how that, of course, transpose, how that comes up here, despite the, of course, the fact that you know Sarah Logan is, is officially retired from, of course, from from pro wrestling there as well. So. It'd be interesting to see about how all that. It'd be interesting to see about how that comes up. Uh, uh, Jeremy Thomas posted a story here about Hiroshi Tanahashi, as he remembers making his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut in Core Hall in 1999. Let's hear this story right here. And New Japan Pro Wrestling star Hiroshi Tanahashi discussed. His New Japan Pro Wrestling in-ring debut in 1999 during the latest of his Aces High interviews with the company. Here are some highlights. When he knew he'd be making his debut in October 1999, Tanahashi said, It was about one month before. I'm blanking on who told us. Actually, they got to me, uh, Wataru Nui and Katsuyori Shibata together. And so we want to, we want to start you on October the 10th at Korakuen. I don't know if he was told right away he'd be facing Makabe. Tanahashi says, yeah. And they said, Tanahashi, you, Makabe, Inui, and Shibata in a singles. That meant every day had a lot of tension to it. I was rooting with my opponent every night, you know. But Makabe didn't really seem to be phased by it. I guess it was it was a bit of like being in a high school wrestling tournament and then facing someone from the same school in one of the matchups. But I was a lot more wound up about it. He just did his normal routine. Sleep with his back to the room, so all he got, so all he got was the blast from the air conditioning while sneaking a look at his porn mags, and then he laughs. On making his debut in Cork Human Hall, Tanahashi says, "The other senpai would be telling me it meant a lot to get your debut there, especially back then. The usual deal would be to test out new wrestlers by debuting them in smaller towns, so it was definitely exciting to be in Cork Human off the bat." On his memory of the match, Tanahashi says, These days I don't get nervous at all, but I was an absolute wreck. I was young and had to have been in better shape than I am now, but the nerves meant I was blown up about two or three minutes in. That being of a six-minute match before I lost, it was def definitely a baptism of fire. So, so, there you, so there, there you have it right there, so. Very, very unique story about uh, Tanahashi there. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here as U a UFC Performance Institute head joins WWE in an operations role. Hmm. The head of operations for the UFC's Performance Institute is WWE bound. ESPN reports that James Kimball, who had been overseeing the UFC's Performance Institute since it was developed in 2017, has left the company to take on a senior business operations role in WWE. He'll be working out of WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. In his capacity at the Performance Institute, Kimball oversaw the sports science, nutrition, strength and conditioning, and physical therapy programs there, according to MMA Junkie. So apparently it's be interesting to see how this will how this will work out here, of course, in uh, in WWE. Uh, another another story right here. Uh, of course, as you as you of course as you heard, of course, earlier this week, of course, The Rock has 
along with his ex-wife, has purchased, of course, the XFL. So apparently, um, so we have the story here. Let me see about Jeffrey Harris has posted today. As Danny Garcia uh, comments on becoming co-owner of the XFL with The Rock, was not to become business partners with her ex-husband. Yahoo Sports recently spoke to XFL co-owner Danny Garcia. Garcia and her business partner and former husband, former WWE superstar Dwayne The Rock Johnson, recently purchased the previously declared bankrupt XFL along with Redbird Capital's uh, Jerry Cardinal. Garcia discussed plans for re reviving the league once again and what it's like to work with The Rock after they ended their marriage in 2008. Here are some highlights. Danny Garcia on how much she loves football. She says, I love football. Deeply, I actually love sports. I'm a professional bodybuilder, so sports and storytelling has been a part of my life. The second iteration of the XFL was not only so enthusiastic, I was dying to be part of it. Danny Garcia on how she wanted to be a part of the second iteration of the XFL. She says, I was dying to have some ownership, but Vince McMahon had it completely under control, and so I participated as a fan that opening weekend and following it for the next five weeks. I was so engaged with the product that they had, that they had put together. But it was the community that was surrounding these teams and the engagement in that community and the fact that they could connect with these athletes. A lot of times in professional sports, professional leagues, there are, there's a huge gap between an athlete and your fan. They're untouchable. The XFL knew how to close that. And you, when you began to close, close that, you create these magic moments where these moments matter. The games mattered. The plays mattered. And the athletes' wins and losses, they impacted their lives. Garcia on having a working relationship with her ex-husband. She says, it's very rare. I understand it's rare. First of all, we have the support of our spouses. Of course, uh, Dwayne's wife, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Lauren Hashan Johnson, uh, is is amazing. My husband's amazing. Dave Renzi, Dave and Dwayne are so close. My husband is Dwayne's strength and conditioning coach. Uh, that physique is, that is on DJ, it was all designed by my husband. So we are all close and we respect each other. There's an incredible amount of respect on how they work together now. She says, you work very, very hard at it. If you're going to really invest in something, you happen to divorce them, you need to work very hard. And you have to be very accountable to yourself. There's a lot of accountability as far as who we were in the marriage and what we and what did and didn't work and what did and and we did and we did our work. But what we created together is so amazing and rewarding and fantastic. And we've sincerely invested in that in each other's growth personally and professionally. We've put in the time. We knew the vision and we're friends. We were friends before and we've been friends after. We never lost that level of respect. On when the XFL might return, she says, what we do have in our back pocket is scenarios where we go in 2021 and 2022. We have eight teams. So we do have the ability to bubble. We're really looking at that. I think the audience is getting used to not having fans. Fan sounds as odd as it is. It seems to be working. Obviously, if that bodes well, I think there's a case for 2021 that we're going to be figuring that out. It's about the safety of the players, really making sure we can have the players safe and have a level of play that's still high quality. I would love to see it happen in 2021, but we, of course, are taking our time. So, folks, we'll just have, definitely have to see how all that uh, how all that pans out there. But, um, but it seems, like I said, it's going to be pretty big. Uh, we see a couple more. We see a couple more stories right here. Of course, we did mention here, of course, Ariane Andrew, who of course was in WWE for for a time as Cameron, one of the Funkadactyls, along with Naomi. Uh, apparently, uh, she, of course, as you know, did did recently appear in AEW. Let's go ahead and and, and confirm this story right here. Uh, Jer Jeffrey Harris brought out this story uh, today. As Ariane Andrew confirms that she has not signed with AEW, but she says that she is a free agent. During a recent appearance on the Sippin' the Tea podcast, former WWE superstar Ariane Andrew, of course, was formerly known as Cameron, appeared on the show reuniting with her former Funkadactyl's teammate Naomi. During the show, Ariane stated that she's not currently signed with AEW and that she's actually a free agent. Ariane recently appeared in AEW and took part in the Deadly Draw Women's Tag Team Tournament. Ariane Andrews stated during the show through Fightful, I am not with AEW. That was just a little something, something. I'm a free agent. I'm a, a, as excited as people were. They were like, does this mean no Funkin' Dactyl reunion? It's not official. There's still a door. 
Hello, Vincent Mann, are you listening? Later on, she took to Twitter to clarify her statements after a wrestling website misinterpreted her comments, noting that she would never no, no, noting that she never said that she had no plans to potentially sign with AEW. Twitter, why do you guys like to bend the truth? All of all of Bish said I wasn't signed, and who knows what the future holds. Would I love a funds reunion? Yes, but never did I say I had no plans on signing with AEW. My home with wrestling will be where I'm ultimately meant to be, period. Of course, she, of course, like I said, you can see the exchange, of course, right here. Um, um, apparently, through um, AEW, at AEW Info, was replying to uh, a Twitter user named at WrestlingGuy435 says, confirmed. At Ariana Andrew has revealed in a new review that she, despite many fans speculating about her status, she confirmed that she is not officially signed with AEW, nor does she plan on signing with at AEW Wrestling. She wants a reunion partnership with Naomi and WWE instead. And then, of course, she, she of course, clarified that with what I just read right there. So, like I said, we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens with that. Could a fucking doctor reunion take place? Who knows? But we'll definitely have to, of course... Uh, question is, I mean, first off, would Vince McMahon allow that to happen? And also, would uh, um, and first off, would Naomi would like to go that route and try it? We'll have to wait and see. Jeffrey Harris, of course, brings us this story right here. As Finn Balor on, Finn Balor was, was uh, talked about on coming up with his, with painting his body as the demon, and how Carl Anderson told him it would look stupid. During yesterday's SummerSlam 1992 watch party, former WWE Universal Champion Finn Balor made an appearance and talked about coming up with the idea of painting his body as the demon. Below are some highlights in the clip from the watch party. Finn Balor on the idea of painting his body in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Finn Balor said, The paint was kind of a weird idea. It was just supposed it was supposed to be a once-off. I had been working like babyface, straight, squeaky clean babyface for like six and a half years in Japan. And asked him, do you want to turn heel? So I figured, okay, I'll take everything away that they recognized me as a babyface. So Jushin Thunder Liger had already worn the bodysuit, and I didn't really want to change my body too much. So I thought, why don't I just cover it all in black paint? The idea was that the babyface, Kota Ibushi, would be wrestling against his shadow in, in the ring. On what Carl Anderson thought about the idea, Finn Balor said, so it was at Tokyo Dome, a big building, and I'm like far away, so it looks like the babyface is wrestling like a shadow. That was where the concept of the idea came from. The more I played with it, I found I found I found I like a really good painter to kind of collaborate with in Tokyo, and we came up with an idea that 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 first demon character, I was, it was supposed to be a once-off, and I thought I'll never forget. I told Machine Gun Carl Anderson like a month before it happened, "Hey, dude, I'm going to come on head to toe and paint for the Tokyo Dome." He said, "Dog, you're going to look stupid. Everyone's going to laugh at you. Paint's going to go everywhere." Going to look like an idiot, so I'll always remember that. So, 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 and of course, as you know, he's been doing a lot of that, of course, in WWE here lately. And one more quick story here, ladies and gentlemen, before we, of course, uh, um, and of course, we still have plenty of time here, of course, we'll, uh, uh, we might have, I think we might have one other story to bring here. As apparently, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Jeffrey Harris brings the story as Pat McAfee is set for tonight's NXT to address the incident, the situation with, of course, Adam Cole. I'm sure everyone heard about that situation. If you had any doubts about the incident between Pat, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole from last month being the work, this should erase all of them. WWE.com has announced that Pat McAfee will be appearing on tonight's episode of NXT to address his recent altercation with the former NXT World Champion Adam Cole. As noted earlier today, Adam Cole wrote on his Twitter, If he is that serious about fixing this, then count me in. Perhaps suggesting that he's referring to his past incident with McAfee. Of course, here's WWE's full announcement right here. Pat McAfee rolling into NXT tonight to address confrontation with Adam Cole. Time to talk, baby. Pat McAfee is ready to clear the air with Adam Cole and is headed to NXT tonight, hoping, hoping to do exactly that. The last encounter between McAfee and Adam Cole resulted in a heated exchange and the former NXT champion shoving one of the radio host producers. 
Triple H joined the Pat McAfee show a couple days later and reiterated Cole's apology in an attempt to ease tensions between the two. Now, McAfee will take a mid-honeymoon break to try to relieve some of the drama from his professional life and bury the hatchet with Cole. Will the former NFL pro bowler be able to mend the relationship, or will another war words break out with the longest-reigning NXT champion in history? Of course, <clears throat> and that was, of course, from WWE. Uh, earlier today, McAfee also shared the following Instagram post. He says here, Wifey just gave us a go-ahead. About to take a mid-honeymoon day trip to clear up some drama in my life. Of course, he took it. Took it. He actually, what does he posted it, his head onto Adam Cole's uh, body? Uh, well, sometimes a little face-to-face conversation in the middle of a honeymoon is exactly what is needed to clear up some drama. So that's what he said on his um, Instagram account. Of course, like I said, if you want to check that out, be sure to, of course, uh, do that. Uh, one other story that, of course, I think popped up yesterday. I didn't get a chance to read this, but I will go ahead and read it now. Jeremy Thomas brought the story out as Gina Carano wants to attend a WWE event after, after of course, a segment on Raw. And actually, believe it or not, Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler both respond. Gina Carano appreciated the Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler segment on Raw and is feeling inspired to potentially show up at an event. The former MMA fighter turned actress posted to her Twitter account after the segment on last night's show, which saw Baszler floor uh, on, on, of course, Monday night show, which saw Baszler floor Banks with a punch. Carino shared the WWE Universe Twitter account of the clip and said, and just like that, I want to attend my first WWE event, praising Banks and Baszler as two of her favorites. That brought a response from Banks who said, that just like that, I want to whip your butt too. You wouldn't last in my universe, but you're welcome to try. Karina replied with a with a with a gift suggesting that she's not looking for a confrontation. Meanwhile, Baszler said Karina was one of my favorite Star Wars characters, referencing Karina's work in the on the show The Mandalorian. So apparently, like I said, the so apparently, like I said. The uh, so apparently, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we may have, of course, a a, a someone, of course, coming in from uh from from for for who was in Shayna Baszler's world for a while, maybe coming in, of course, as well, and and of course, uh, and seeing what it's all about, of course, in WWE, of course, like I said, anything could possibly happen. As you heard her say, she's not looking for a confrontation, but as you know, of course, in WWE, obviously, or in wrestling in general, anything can possibly happen indeed. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the number one more time. Uh, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141387-POUND. This is episode 214 of WWS Outside the Ropes here, of course. Like we said, this is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. It is 7.14 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> of course, the rest of the panel went too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy here tonight. But, of course, I will go ahead and let you know here of, of the remainder of our lineup here for tonight. Uh, coming up, of course, at 8 o'clock, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some folks were talking, were, were wondering about the status of tonight's edition of WWS Wrestling Debate. Of course, seeing how the Iceman, Jared Gerolamo, would still be is still under the weather and would not be able to, of course, come on in and host. However, ladies and gentlemen, of course, two of our, our frequent uh, panelists have been coming on here recently. The King of Clubs, Mint Patel, and the Loose Cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas, have stepped up and said that they would, of course, take tonight's episode of Wrestling Debate. Of course, talk about, uh, obviously, what's going on with AEW and NXT. They will be, of course, keeping up with that and watching it very carefully. And give their own expert analysis and opinion here about it. Also, of course, talk about any other wrestling stories, of course, that are out there as well. Uh, so be sure, of course, to listen in to, of course, Mitt and Shaq, of course, as they oversee, of course, WWS Wrestling Debate tonight. Coming up here in about 45 minutes. Uh, 139-925-pound, of course. And I'll be back on, of course, at 9 o'clock with WWS Revolution, episode 869. As, of course, I'll be bringing you the, we'll bring you the latest wrestling news and views. Also, of course, bringing you, of course, some history and birthdays. 
And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you, of course, lined up with the official results for both AEW and NXT. Plus, we'll have some fun here with some other wrestling stuff here as well. So be sure to, of course, join us for Revolution 869 coming up here at 9 o'clock, of course, right here on TalkShoe, of course, 138055 pounds for that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I want to take the, also take the opportunity here just to let you know here that on, uh, of course, as you know, the human suplex machine, John Broach, of course, has been posting opinion poll tournaments, of course, at the crown, of course, new champions in his, in his group, though, uh, John Gross's sports and pro wrestling incorporated Facebook page, of course, for all the fe- for all the female members of his group, ladies and gentlemen, we, of course, the WWS, uh, uh, stable of groups, of course, has stepped up here and, of course, kind of made it is kind of also offered a little as well, uh, offered, of course, a little incentive as well. Like we said, to all the female members, of course, of, of his group. Uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we not many of our women's championship belts are currently being held. Uh, right now, they are, of course, still been, they have been vacant for quite some time. So as a as a bonus, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have, of course, gathered. The, we have gathered the list of everyone, all the all the ladies, of course, associated with John's group, including our own Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach, by the way, and uh, <clears throat> and we have decided, of course, to do the opinion poll tournaments uh, to, to crown, of course, a new uh, Impact US Knockouts heavy Knockouts champion, also an NXT, new NXT US Women's champion. Also, a new ROH US Women of Honor champion, as well as, of course, new Impact US Knockouts Tag Team champions. Uh, I will, of course, make a special note that all the female members of John's group is, is included in the in the opinion poll tournament for the uh, for the Impact US Knockouts Tag Team titles. That's, of course, the as the two with with the highest votes will become the new Impact US uh, Knockouts Tag Team Champions. And of course, I will officially announce, um, I will officially announce, of course, on uh, John's group here, um, starting at midnight, coming up here, uh, this this coming Saturday, I do believe it is on August the 8th, I will, of course, officially announce the, I will officially, of course, now announce who, who has picked up each, of course, each of the four belts here, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, like I said, we will invite them, of course, to come on and, of course, bring in, of course, some of our some of our ladies in WWS, of course, to see who would like to come up and challenge them to, of course, once again, some good old-fashioned and wrestling trivia, of course, also in the form of possibly Family Feud or possibly Jeopardy, uh, which, however they would like to do so, uh, through, of course, our regular uh, – through funtrivia.com as well. Of course, however they wish to do so, uh, we may do it in the same format. We're not sure yet, but of course we will. We will, of course, indeed let everybody know about that. So be sure to go to John's group, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he does not. Um, I his web address, ladies and gentlemen, still has the long number in the web address, so I don't recall recall it right away. But of course, uh, like I said, it, it, of course, it's John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated. Uh, be sure to check out that group today. Of course, if you're not a member, and like I said, anybody, man, man or woman, can of course vote for who they would like to see. Of course, pick up the, the uh, who they would like to see. Of course, hold the championship. So, like I said, there's still plenty of time to do so between now and Saturday. So be sure, of course, definitely give that a whirl here today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our pages here, of course, in, here in WCWS, as, of course, we continue to post a lot of great stuff here, of course, to keep in mind all the things having to do, with, of course, with this pandemic. Um, I, as we said, of course, everything from uh, Entertainment Cavalcade, we've got a lot of great stuff posted here, of course, myself and JD and several others have posted a lot of great stuff, including, of course, some episodes of David, David Letterman from back in the day, between the late night with David Letterman and the late show with David. Checking some of that out. Also, of course, um, sports roundup. Of course, we've got a lot of sports stories and also classic sports moments as well. Some uh, football, baseball, basketball, hockey games. Of course, on there golf as well. Be sure to check a lot of that out. Uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
our game show alley. Of course, we've got a lot of great game show moments on there. Some of them, of course, full episodes of certain game shows uh, from back in the day. Also, of course, like I said, some bloopers and some uh, funny stuff that was said during different episodes of, of your favorite game shows in the past. Be sure to check that out. Also, of course, our tribute groups to the late Johnny Carson and also the late Don Rickles. Also, our tribute group to Whose Line Is It Anyway. Be sure to check out a lot of stuff posted on there. We're continuing to work on getting a few more things posted there. We've also started, of course, revamp posting several things, including on pages, of course, including Motor Week retro review cars of the past. You can go check out, of course, information about a car that you probably used to drive or a car that you probably found cool between you know, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, location of animation where you get your favorite moments and full episodes, of course, like your favorite cartoons from, from, from the days of uh, the old Disney and Looney Tunes cartoons to, of course, your cartoons of the 80s as well. Action cartoons, like, of course, everything from Transformers to G.I. Joe to Brave Star, He-Man, and all that. Be sure to check all that out there as well. Also, Power Rangers, protecting the power, of course. We got a lot of great Power Rangers moments on there. Uh, full episodes and also clips from different shows there as well. You can go back and check it out, so be sure to look, look, look in all that. Uh, but we got a lot of great stuff posted as well, so be sure to check out, of course, as well. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, still posted on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. We have got uh, something that I posted back around the end of July um, here just recently, and I don't know if a lot of folks have really gotten the concept of what we were trying to do with this, but what we were doing, what I was doing was I had posted pictures that I posted there on the page in the past of, re of, of older pictures of wrestlers from the past and present. Some have passed on. Some are still around, but are no longer wrestling. Then you got some of your current superstars that are still wrestling to this day. What we have done is, like I said, is that for you to take a look at the, at the photo collage of all the pictures that, of course, are posted on the, uh, that are posted in here. And just, just like I said, picture every single one here, of course, even everybody from tag teams and singles wrestlers, if they, if they all went in like separately in, the, in a big ultimate battle royal, who would win the battle was what we were, of course, trying to go for there with that. So be sure to go back and check all that out here. You got guys, everybody from Andre the Giant to Dusty Rhodes to the Patriot to Kurt Angle to Jack Swagger to the Young Bucks, the Fabulous Freebirds, you name it. I mean, this all posted there. Be sure to check out, of course, like I said, this collage as well. We would just like to hear your comments about what you think who would win this battle royal. Uh, and I was hoping a lot of folks get the idea about what, what, I, what we were trying to do with this. But, of course, just in case, like I said, we, I will, of course, if, if, it, if it takes simplifying that a little bit, then I will definitely, uh, I will definitely do that here as well. So on that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 214 of WWS Outside the Ropes. As we said, be sure to join, of course, Mint and Shaq coming up here in about a little more than 30, in about, uh, let's see, uh, 36 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, as they, of course, will be, of course, uh, filling in for the Madness Kingdom, of course, on this week's edition of WWS Wrestling Debate. And also, I'll be back on, of course, with Revolution, of course, here at 9 o'clock, of course, 138055-pound for Revolution. Of course, 139-925-pound for, of course, wrestling debate. So be sure to listen in on that. And like I said, check out everything we've got going on here in WWS. We've got a lot of stuff here as well. Also, go on TalkShoe.com. We've got several links to several of our uh, pages for, of course, for a lot of our past episodes of a lot of our shows we're at, including, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, we're working, Wrestling Profile. We're working on trying to get more links established. So everybody will have an opportunity to come on and uh, check out, of course, uh, Pat, check out, of course, all of our shows here, of course, even some from a few years back. I mean, like I said, you still go back and listen to it because, you know, like I said, the older, the better. And you might find out some stuff here that uh, you probably didn't realize happened back then. But we, of course, we'll talk, we, of course, we'll talked about it. So, so definitely, like I said, bring it, come up here and we'd love to hear what you have to say about anything about, of course, um, about what everything we said, of course, back then, and of course, like I said, check out like said, a lot of our, a lot of our stuff, of course, back in the day. <clears throat> but 
But uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we'll be I'll be back, like we said, with Revolution coming up at nine o'clock. But definitely give definitely give some thoughts here and 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 and, and uh, support, of course, to tonight to Shaq and Mitt, as they of course will definitely uh, as they of course definitely will uh, um, will of course, like I said, bring you of course AEW and NXT talk, as well as of course Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam, and a lot of other things going on. They'll definitely, of course, bring that to everyone's your attention here tonight. Outside the Ropes 214 is a broadcast of the, of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, uh, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll be back on, of course, say coming up here in about 30 minutes with the rest of the debate, and then coming up at 9 o'clock with 869 of Revolution. So be sure, of course, to check out everything we've got going on here, of course, in the radio network, as always. we love to hear what you have to say there, indeed. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCW US Radio Network. Take care, and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you a little bit later this evening. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.